family. Protect the nuclear family. Protect the, you don't protect the nuclear family. I'm talking to you, Tyrone. You got three baby mamas, five kids. I'm talking to you, Keisha. You got four baby daddies. But you have the nerve to talk about the gays are ruining the black nuclear family? Hello? 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 Is this thing on? Are you dumb? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Conversations for the Culture, where pop culture is black culture. We are so excited to have you today. It's Friday. Yo, this year is going by so fast. It's August. August about to be over. Um, and some of y'all, I'm sorry, I got to do it, okay? You know, I, I, I like to push my audience. I like to, you know, push y'all to where you need to go. And I shared this with my Facebook audience earlier this week and my Twitter audience earlier this week, but I need y'all to do better. We are about to be at the end of August, okay? That means September, October, November, December, and that's it. That's it. Four more months, y'all. Four more months. And I need y'all to go for broke. What does that mean? I need you to have everything that's in you. With all that is within you, I need you. To not only bless the name, but I need you to work. I need y'all to work hard. A lot of y'all came into the year talking about, oh, this year is going to be my year. 2022 is going to be my year. Blah, 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 blah. And you haven't accomplished anything that you said that you were going to accomplish. You're doing the same thing that you did last year. Nothing. Sitting around. Because remember, the last two years, a lot of us was in the house. But listen, I need y'all to work. You know, you can pray all day. You can ask God to bless you all day. You could be like, oh, I got a word from the Lord all day. You can, from all of my uh, people who be like the uh, the manifestors, you know, you know, the, oh, I'll be one of the greatest, I'm in my promise, in the promise. Oh, you could do that all day. You could manifest, charge your crystals on the full moon all day. But unless you do the work, none of that praying, none of that hoping, none of that wishing, none of that manifesting is going to mean a thing. All right. It's not going to mean a thing. So I need you to really dedicate yourself these next months to doing the work. I don't care if it hasn't come together yet. Keep doing the work. I don't care if you get tired. Keep doing the work. But a lot of y'all shouldn't be tired because you haven't done the work. Hello. So I need to do the work. That's the opening word, okay? I just had to get that out there. That's the opening word. I was going to say that for the benediction, but I felt it in my shamanam bubbling up, so I had to uh, <laughs> give it to you guys. But today is just me riding solo. All right, shout out to Portia. We love you. We love you. Can't wait to see you again. Now, we're going to just get right into it. Uh, usually we do, hey, how was your week? How was your month? Listen, I'll tell you how my week was. It was crazy. My week was crazy. Um, yeah. My week was crazy. Started off in the hospital this week. Um, on Monday, I was in the hospital. Sunday night into Monday. Really what I want to tell y'all to do is take care of yourself. You're not Superman. You're not Superwoman. 
this whole grind, 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 you got to stop it because you're going to grind yourself into the ground. Woo! That's a bar. If you guys don't stop this grind, 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 grind mentality, you are going to grind yourself into the ground. And then that grind doesn't matter. Like, what does it matter to labor, labor, labor if you're not around to taste the fruits of your labor? So I'm not telling you lazy to be lazy because those people who I was talking to at the beginning of the podcast, y'all would be like, see, I don't need the grind. I'm on late. No, 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 because you haven't done anything. OK, you got to do something to be able to take a take a break. You have to be able to do something to rest. Y'all don't like this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. So, anyways, I was in the hospital, basically not taking care of myself, not drinking enough water, uh, drinking energy drinks, but not drinking enough water, and not eating properly. So make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself. None of us are invincible, and as we get older, you know, 36, as we get older. We got to be more mindful. You can't do what you were doing in your 20s. You know, in your 20s, you could stay out all night at the club until 5 a.m., you know, only drinking Red Bulls and eating the Sour Patch Kids and crazy things like that, right? But when you start getting older, those those behaviors and patterns, you just got to wise up and you got to really take care of your health. So if I'm talking to anybody, if anybody hears anything from this opening segment, um, just take care of your health, especially my black men especially my black men. We don't like to go to the doctor. Like y'all would know something's wrong with you, but you'd be like, I ain't going to no doctor. Listen, go to the doctor, y'all. Get yourself checked out. Make sure that you're good, okay? Make sure that you're good. With that being said, it is now time for the Jack Ass of the Week. This is a favorite segment of mine. And this, and like I tell you, Jack Ass of the Week is no respecter of persons. Anybody can get it. Man, woman, non-binary, black, white, Simpsons, yellow. It doesn't matter. Avatar blue. It doesn't matter. If you are a jackass, you're going to come up here and you're going to get your jackass of the week. Okay? And this week's jackass of the week goes to every single person in media who is out here interviewing Orlando Brown. Y'all are starting to really piss me off. Y'all out here interviewing this man. Obviously, obviously, he's not well. Okay? He, 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 he's obviously not well. Like, anybody can see that. Listening to him speak, watching his mannerisms, and we know that he's had issues with addiction in the past. But y'all niggas out here, excuse my language, no, we say niggas here all the time. <laughs> if you don't like it, turn the channel. Y'all niggas out here, Continue to invite Orlando Brown to your podcast, to your interviews, just so y'all can make him go viral so you can get some likes and you can get retweets. And actually, we're going to be talking about this this week. Uh, like all of, Almost all of our topics this week connect. And it connects to our culture being obsessed with making things go viral. Our culture being obsessed with content that creates controversy. So recently, Orlando Brown did another interview. Now, obviously, he went viral a couple of weeks ago when he did an interview and he said that uh, Bow Wow, you know, Shad Moss, got some good pussy. Hey! <laughs> and people's like, oh my God, that's funny, that's funny. Listen, Orlando, Orlando Brown stopped being funny years ago, back when he said that he was effing Raymond. 
right? Back when he was self-destructing and y'all was laughing and joking, making memes. Like we have to get out of this where everything's a damn joke, where everything is for the gram, that everything is content. We got content. Not everything is content. Not everything is content. And I'll get to that a little bit later. So Orlando Brown in the recent interview had a couple of things to say. One, he said that Diddy, you know, take that, take that, um, getting in the bag, stay in the bag. You know, Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Diddy Combs, Mr. Love himself, right? He said, or Dr. Love, I think that Brother Love, whatever he called himself, right? He, he changes his name uh, more than Kim Kardashian changed his boyfriends and significant others. But Orlando Brown said that Diddy got that good. If you got kids, tell them to leave the room, okay? He said that Diddy got that good. Gawk, 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 gawk. <laughs> he said that Diddy knows how to peel the pink strawberry Starburst wrapper off of the Starburst with just his mouth. <laughs> he said that Diddy knows how to peel a banana with that throat. He said that Diddy got that good got golf. Now that's funny. People are like, oh, I know that's right. I always thought, but guys, this isn't good. A couple of days ago, he said that Winnie Houston is living inside a soldier boy's body. That is so random. And I watched it and I watched that interview and I'm like, what's going on, Orlando? What is wrong with you, what is wrong with these interviewers who are sitting here thinking it's cool to exploit this brother's hurt, his pain, his trauma, his addiction, his demons, right? And then we got another thing where he recently said that Chris Brown could never be Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson never beat B-I-T-C-H-E-S, B-I-T-C-H-E-S, okay? I don't want to say that word right now. Cause then y'all somebody will clip it and be like michael called women bitches oh dang it i said it well that's what he said right and everybody's looking at this and this it's just content it's just content it's funny it's for it's go viral and then you know the shade room picks it up then hollywood unlock picks it up and then neighborhood talk picks it up and rap alert picks it up and we are literally watching this man spiral we're watching this man just spiral out of control and then what happens when God forbid, and I pray nothing happens to it. I pray that this brother finds peace. I pray that this brother finds healing. I pray that this brother finds something that grounds him, right? But then when something bad happens to these people, then it all of a sudden becomes, oh my God, this is so sad. Oh, he had demons. I wish he could have. No, y'all don't give a damn. Just like when Chadwick Boseman, for instance, right? When Shade Room had posted that picture, knowing what they was doing of Chadwick Boseman when he was sick, and people were like, oh, Crack Panther this, Crack Panther that, making jokes. Then when he passed away at the end of the year, everybody was like, oh my God, I'm so sad. We never saw this coming. Yes, you saw this coming, but instead of seeing what, what was really going on, you have to make jokes because everybody wants to be that next person who's featured on the Shade Room, who's featured on Neighborhood Talk, who gets you know a couple of extra likes and retweets, right? We have to, as Black people, we have to stop sharing stories, sharing interviews, sharing things that content, content that really um, 
magnifies our pain, magnifies our hurt. And we're going to get to that. Listen, after the break, I, I got a lot to say about that. We got to stop it. This ain't cute. If you're in media, <clears throat> this ain't cute. Stop, stop, stop. We can see he's not well, y'all. We can see he's not well. And y'all don't give a damn about Orlando Brown. Because if we're being honest, many of you don't give a damn about the crackheads that are in your own family. You don't give a damn about the alcoholics that are in your own family. You don't give a damn about the addicts in your own family. You share this for fun. It's not for, you share this for fun because it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better about you, your life. But at the end of the day, you have your own struggles, your struggles. What if, think about that, right? When it comes to this stuff. And as we, as Compos for the Culture, we're shifting into a more of a media-based platform, right? And conglomerate. Um, I'm being intentional with what I share and what I don't share. I could have shared. I could have reposted that Orlando Brown clip, but for what? For what? So, yeah, every single person out there who's producing this content, right? And I'm not even talking about the blogs. I'm specifically talking about y'all dusty, crusty, ashy Negroes who keep on inviting Orlando Brown to your shows, to your podcast. Stop doing it. It's a jackass move. Y'all know what y'all doing. And just remember, just think about if this was your family member, would you handle it the same way? If this was your family member, would you purposely exploit their pain, their struggle, their demons for some more shares, for some more retweets, some more likes, some more comments, some more plays on your podcast? That's something to think about, y'all. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break because we have to pay the bills. Check it out, y'all. I'm wearing this Love Black Women shirt. Love Black Women I know, I know it's foreign to a lot of y'all because you don't do it. But if you want this love black woman crew neck, go to www.kingsarise.com, our official sponsor. That's www.kingsarise.com and grab your crew neck today. There's some hoodie seasons right around the corner. Don't get caught slipping, all right? You are listening to Combos for the Culture. I am your host, Micah Butler, and we will be back after this. Yo, what's good? What's good? I know that you're loving the show, but before you move on, I need you to give us a rating and a review. Yes, pull that phone out. Give us a rating and a review. Why? Because when you give us a rate, when you give us a review, this podcast gets pushed out to more people. And I know that you love the combo. So please, please, please let somebody else love the combo as well. That's all. That's all I wanted. Now back to the show. Badly bruised, cut, and sprained, Carly J. McKinney is hobbling along in a fog of grief. Sunday morning, he woke up in Stroger Hospital, only to hear... Three pairs, and I'm the only one that walked away to able to live another day. He doesn't remember the impact. Early Sunday morning, McKinney and his two best friends were leaving Jeffrey Pub in Chicago's South Shore neighborhood. But all I remember is I was trying to get my close family friend, I call him cousin, Rick, you go by Rick. Uh, we was trying to get him from 
fighting another male. Dash cam video from a nearby car shows the men were in the street fighting before a driver speeding southbound on Jeffrey near 71st Street slams into them. It's video too disturbing to show on television. And by the time we got halfway in, in the street, this car came from the side and I seen it through my peripheral. I seen the bright um, light. That's what made me jump back. And next thing you know, I was hit and woke up in the ambulance. The impact of that car killed McKinney's two best friends, Devante Vivetter and Donald Huey, and a third man they didn't know, Jalen Osley. It appears to be intentional, um, just based upon what everybody has seen. The Jeffrey Pub is one of the longest serving black gay bars in the country. The National Black Justice Coalition is calling for this to be investigated as a hate crime. Chicago police say right now they don't have evidence to support that. What other reason would you hit another human being other than hate? Police say they have recovered the car they believe was used in that incident near the scene at 71st and Jeffrey. But tonight, police still don't know who was driving that vehicle. They believe somebody knows, and they're asking people to come forward with information that could be helpful. Family, you just heard um, a clip. You just heard a clip of Carly J. McKinney. Carly J. McKinney. Um, Carly J. McKinney is a young man who was involved in a very, very tragic accident this weekend. Very, very tragic accident. Um, here in Chicago, literally um, where the, the club the club that it happened at, um, I literally used to live like right across the street from it, called Jeffrey Pub, um, South Shore, Chicago. But uh, Carly McKinney, Carly J. McKinney was, um, is the survivor, the lone survivor of a tragic accident. And I wouldn't even say it's an accident because at this point, I believe it was murder, okay? And we'll get to that. Um, that took the lives of Jalen Osley, Devontae Beveter, please, please uh, forgive me if I pronounced the name incorrectly, and Donald Huey. These are three black gay men um, who were killed outside the club um, this past Saturday. Very, very tragic. All of these men were under the age of 25, young. Young men with futures, young men with dreams, young men with hopes, young men with families, brothers, sisters, nephews, cousins, significant others, grandparents, aunties, uncles, dear close personal friends. Um, basically what happened was there was an altercation, right? There was an altercation outside of the club and gentlemen, you know, people were out in the street fighting. Um, and then what happened was there was a car that came and I don't know how fast, it was very fast. They came and they barreled, didn't, and it looked from the video, which I didn't want to see, but unfortunately I saw by accident, looked like they literally just like barreled through these men on purpose, like they sped up and then they kept going. Um, I would advise you not to go watch the video because it's rough okay so i would definitely advise you guys not to go watch the video um but what's disturbing the most is how many people chose to share this video it was everywhere the blogs picked it up neighborhood talk picked it up now shout out to neighborhood talk they uh, picked up the story but they chose not to share the video so salute to y'all the shade room shared the video hollywood unlocked shared the video 
in K Magazine. Sorry, guys. You get the same smoke. <laughs> they shared the video. Now, in said video, you literally see these men's bodies fly. I, yeah, you see these men's bodies fly. Tragic. And you immediately know, damn, they're gone. Immediately. You can tell from the video. Now, they shared this, people sharing this video, right? So in the comments, I'm seeing like, like on other posts that didn't have the video, right? Like, um, Neighborhood Talks page, it said, people in the comments like, oh my God, who has the video? Then somebody else is like, yo, message me, I'll send it to you. And then people are like, oh, I need to see the video. Oh, I need to see the video. So many people saying, I need to see the video. I don't know how that message went through. All right, so so many people saying, I need to see the video. I need to see the video. Not, oh my God, somebody lost their lives. Oh, this is tragic. Oh, praying for their family. Oh, praying for their friends. Oh, whatever, whatever. Their initial thought, their initial reaction to seeing this is, I need to see the video. <laughs> Not only that, I'm on Facebook and people are just sharing this, sharing this, sharing this, sharing this, posting this, sharing it. And not only posting it from sharing it from somebody else's page, what they'll do is they'll go and download the video, you know, screen record the video and post it on their page, the screen recorded version. Why? Because Micah's opinion is y'all niggas out here doing this for clout. The great songwriter, the great psalmist, she said, do anything for clout. I think that was psalmist Cardi B and the pastors of Offset. They said, do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. And a lot of y'all are sharing this video for clout in the name of awareness. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's awareness. Hopefully, if by all of us sharing this, they'll find... They'll find who did this. They'll find the driver. They'll find the murderer. I call Cap. Capital C, capital A, capital P, Skip. Cap. Cap. Skip. I call Cap because the original video, which is like the dash, not the dash cam, but the video, the streetlight video, the people who need it really are the police. They're the ones who will be able to, if there was a license plate, be able to zoom in and figure out who. None of y'all Negroes, none of y'all Negroes got equipment at your house so you can zoom in and see a face or see a license plate or any of those things. So I is it really for awareness? Another people say, well, the awareness is to make people mindful about What's the word? Make people mindful about our actions. So like maybe next time I'm ready to get out in the street and fight, I won't because I remember this video. Well, first of all, let's not victim blame. That is disgusting. Let's not victim blame. Because just because those young men were in the street doesn't mean that they deserve to die. That's like y'all, that's like these white people who be like, well, if Mike Brown had to just listened and got on the sidewalk, he wouldn't have been shot and killed. What? Are you serious? Are we that dumb? Are we that dense? Imagine sitting at home mumbling and cackling about somebody's life being lost when you can't even pay your bills. Imagine that. 
Shout out to Nicki Minaj. Shout out to Anika. <sighs> it's frustrating. It's really frustrating that we continue to do this. And I always talk about it. When Jalen Walker was killed, shot upwards of 60 times by those savage police officers, those savage thugs. That's what I'll call them. Like they call us thugs. Yeah, those savage thugs. The first thing people are like, oh, where's the video? Oh, I got to see the video. Oh, I got to see the video. Why is it that we are so addicted to black trauma porn? And it's crazy because we've had this conversation before and here we go again. Why are we so addicted to black trauma porn? What is it about seeing us get shot, seeing us get killed, seeing the, the, the loss of life? What is it about that that makes us want to watch? Because what you fail to realize, y'all, these are people, they have lives, they had futures, they had family, they had friends, they had purpose. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, it was cut short. And after you share that video for the likes, after you share that video for a bunch of comments, after you share that to get your insights booming, y'all niggas forget about it. Because y'all not out here. Did you go to the visual? Did you go to the... And I'm talking specifically to people who I know in Chicago, right? But this applies to many people, right? Did you find out ways that you can... Ooh, I'm cooking, y'all. Did you find out ways that you can donate to the families? Because hmm? you shared that damn video of their child, of their brother, of their friend, whatever, 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 right? Did you find out how can I get into contact? How can I get in contact with the family? Huh? How can I, you know, donate to their family so they don't have to worry about funeral expenses? Nah, you didn't. I already know that you didn't. So don't sit here and say you did. Have you talked about it since then? Or have you moved on to the next thing? Are you talking about Kanye West now and his gap release, the easy gap release and how the home, you know, people are saying that he's disrespectful to homeless people, right? Are you moving on to the next thing? Because literally um, after uh, Hollywood Unlocked posted that video, like the next one, the next very next video was about like Natalie Nunn fighting Roly from baddies. So do you really care about these people? You don't, but you say awareness, awareness. Mm. Stop victim blaming though. That's the that's that that pisses me off. So what awareness are you really bringing to the situation? Then somebody was like, "Well, a good friend of mine, and we had we had a point of contention because I kind of get it because some stuff should be shared, right? Had we not had cameras on that racist savage who put his knee on the neck of George Floyd for eight minutes." Who knows what would happen, right? It would have been another case of we're just going to believe the cops because that's what they always do. Believe the cops. Believe the cops. Believe the cops. <laughs> F12. So I understand in some instances it's important, right? In some instances it's very, very important for us to have videos, to share videos. But you got to use the sermon, y'all. Got to use the sermon. Somebody said that uh, a good friend of mine, he was like, well, 
I personally think I would want to be as a family member because that's my thing. My thing is always what about the family? And he said, as a family member, I would always want, I think I would want as painful as it would be, I would want people to see what they did to my child, what they did to my baby. Kind of like, and he used, he said like the Mammy Till effect. For those of you who don't know, Mammy Till, they was the mother of Emmett Till. Emmett Till was killed because a white woman lied on him. And they, he was brutally killed, thrown into a river. Um, severely dismembered and disfigured, right? When they pulled him out. That woman also is still alive and she's, you know, on oxygen and she's in the nursing home and they went and found her, but they're not gonna press charges because of the time that has elapsed. And me, I say throw her under the jail, who cares, all right? She shouldn't be able to have freedom, but hey. I know a lot of y'all would be like, aren't you a, a Christian? Don't you believe in grace? Mm. Eh. So, mm -mm -mm. I tell you, y'all, this is this is this is crazy. So, he believes that you know the Mammy Till effect could work because so Mammy Till, her thing was, I want y'all to see what they did to my baby. I want to want you to see how horrific it was. I don't necessarily disagree with him, um, but at the same time, a lot of the people who are sharing it, they're not sharing it for that reason. A lot of people aren't sharing it for that reason. There's a lot of people who aren't sharing for this reason. Some people are like, oh, well, it might, you know, if this was, if this was a hate crime, then this will kind of wake up the fact that gay people, LGBTQ people are under attack. Really? Y'all don't care about the LGBTQ community. Y'all don't, y'all don't. Because every time that you get a chance, you insert yourself into the community's business. Oh, well, what about the nuclear family? Protect the nuclear family. Protect the, you don't protect the nuclear family. I'm talking to you, Tyrone. You got three baby mamas, five kids. I'm talking to you, Keisha. You got four baby daddies but you have the nerve to talk about the gays are ruining the black nuclear family? Hello? 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 Is this thing on? Are you dumb? So at the end of the day, I am convinced that you all like to use people's pain, people's trauma for personal gain, for likes, for shares, for comments, for clout. I'm convinced. We talked about it at the top with Orlando Brown. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when it comes to Delonte West. I'm talking about when y'all go out feeding the homeless. Now, there is a way to do it because I believe that you can't raise awareness and you get other people to do it, but a lot of y'all do it just so you can get the likes and the shares. Oh, look at me. I'm so good. I'm giving out food to the people disgusting. So I implore you, all right? I implore you. I urge you, for those of you who don't know the word implore, okay? I'm working with you. I implore y'all <laughs> to stop this. Because at the end of the day, if that was your kid, how would you feel every time that you got on Facebook that you got to see this video of your baby boy getting murdered? 
people who don't even know him sharing it. Respect people's families, respect people's friends. Stop doing the bull jive. Bull jive is such a funny word, y'all. I don't know. Let me know if I'm tripping, okay? Let me know if I'm tripping. Uh, make sure that she uh, comment, you know, comment on this video because it's going to be on YouTube. Uh, and just, yeah, let me know what you guys think. And uh, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, ooh, when we come off the break, uh, I've got a word for the church because y'all been out here acting up. And y'all been out here setting a bad example. But one thing's for sure, I know that I know that I know you about to get the smoke. You are listening to the Convos for the Culture. I am your host, Micah Butler. We will be back after this. We are gonna get right back to the conversation, but before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash It's Micah B. That's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash It's Micah B. Check it out. As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple of dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations... Let's get back to it. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm back here with our resident church girl. She don't do that because Lizzie's is in the center of his will. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shout out to um, Auntie Dorinda Cole. Okay. Y'all, so for those of you who don't know, I am a PK, preacher's kid, right? Woo-wee. Both of my parents are preachers. Well, my mom's passed, so she's technically not a preacher anymore. But <laughs> sometimes you have to find the humor in life, right? <laughs> but you guys hear what I say. You hear what I mean. I'm a PK. Grew up in church all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um... So this is nothing new. What I'm about to talk about is nothing new because the church has been doing this for years and years and years and years and years. And everybody, we're in a season now that everybody is like, why are why are millennials and Gen, Gen Z, right? Gen That's, Z, yeah. Yeah. Why are millennials and Gen Z leaving the church? Because y'all are trash. Y'all are trash. And the younger millennials are like, no. We're not doing this. And Gen Z is definitely like, y'all got us effed up, right? Because we continue to uplift. Mm, F it. I'm doing it. We can, the church, because I don't, I'm not going to say we, but mm-hmm. the church as a whole, especially the black church, continues to uplift misogyny. Facts. Wake that up. The church as a whole continues to uplift the patriarchy. Hello. <laughs> the church 
as a whole continues to lift up homophobia, Hello. transphobia, xenophobia, Ooh. if we really want to be honest, xenophobia, because American Christianity does, American Christianity acts like the only people God cares about is Americans. That's so real. Because we celebrate bombings of other countries, et cetera, et cetera. We uplift, and now I'm going to talk to the evangelicals too, but this is, the smoke isn't about you because, you know, a lot of your evangelicals, y'all are, y'all uplift racism, right? And systematic oppression. And then you make yourself feel good about going to Africa and feeding a bunch of African kids or going to Haiti and feeding a bunch of Haitian kids and then come back and then you ignore, you ignore <laughs> the single black teenage girl Mm-hmm. Who wants who 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 wants to have an abortion because she already has two kids and she can't take care of this next kid and she wants to go have an abortion but y'all demonize her but that's another topic for another day but I mean the black church we demonize uh you know women's bodies as well absolutely but today I've got some smoke. And it's not the Holy Ghost fire. I cannot. It's not Holy Ghost smoke. But I got some catch me outside smoke. How about that? The first, I want to go to Miss Juanita Bynum. Oh, Jesus. Juanita, 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 Juanita. Lizzie, roll the clip. If you got a turn back collar around your head and your neck, I want to know what bishop told you that you can still be saved and listen to secular music. Who told you that? No, come on, hit it. Hit it, Unica. Who told y'all that? Who told y'all that the church is supposed to be this? Who told y'all that it's okay if we just jam? Who told you that you can do this? I'm not here when y'all talk to me. Then you do this and pick up a mic and want to prophesy. You can't prophesy when you just got to dancing to the devil's music. Turn it off. Because that's what's in some of y'all cars right now. But I hear the Lord saying, clean it up. It's time to clean the church up. Okay. You heard her. In all of her emotion, in mm. all of her arrogance, mm. in all of her performative speech, you heard her basically say, you cannot listen to secular music and be saved. Mm. You cannot listen to secular music and be saved. Mighty God. Now, there is another video of um, Miss Juanita Bynum, and she is um, dancing. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about dancing like David. Right? <laughs> she, she she was dancing, and not praise dancing either. She was dancing to Mary, not Mary Mary. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. But now she did have no shackles while she was dancing, right? Oh my God, my. <laughs> But Juanita was dancing to Mary J. Blige. Shout out to the queen. 
She was dancing to just fine. Fine, 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 fine. That's last time I checked. That that's a secular song. So, Lizzie, what do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel about uh, Juanita Bynum saying that <laughs> you can't be saved and listen to secular music? Mm. I feel like women like this are very bitter. Mm. Um, and this is a rule and regulation made by man, doctrine of man. Mm. And so I really find it disgusting because it's also hypocritical. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, when people are preaching these things, like chapter and verse, baby, where does it say yeah. that I can't be saved? Like, yes. you know, because I think of like how much rules people make. And then I think of like, we watched the life of Jesus and he was at weddings where cultural music would have been played. Yes. Yeah, you know, like things like that. Um, they address things that Jesus never addressed when he walked the earth. He never went out of his way to tell someone, you can't do this to be with me. It was like, these are the benefits of being with me. So I think she's just really bitter and um, controlling. Well, and know, I, I felt that way a long time. A lot of people point to the teaching mm-hmm. of Apostle Paul. And yeah, Paul is just a very strict person. Like, if you mm-hmm. look at the life of Paul, he was very restricted on himself to stay mm-hmm. within his calling. And so that's kind of how I look at some of that stuff. Like, it's beneficial. But for Paul, he had to stay aligned. Like, we see when he falls out with Silas that he, his humanity came alive. Mm-hmm. But there's not – there's levels of conviction and then there's levels of deliverance for what you can handle or not handle. So maybe for Juanita, she wants to bust it wide open when she listens to mm-hmm. secular music. And mm-hmm. so she's just like, no, but that doesn't mean that it's the rule for everyone. Question, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a biblical scholar, you know. Neither am I. I said, neither am I. Is Paul not the one who speaks about profitable versus permissible or is that someone else? No, yeah, that's Paul. Well, I'll be knowing. Yeah. I'll be yeah, knowing. You, know, you be knowing. So, I think as a church, many of these leaders, they don't get that profitable versus permissible. Right. Just because it's not profitable for you, for mm-hmm. you, doesn't mean it's not permissible for you. What do I mean? I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked. I'm <laughs> glad you asked, congregation. So, for someone who has a history with drugs or alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they may not be able to go to brunch and have mimosas because that will push them back into where they don't want to go Mm -hmm. right they may not be able to have an infused taco at the infused dinner because that might lead them back to crack (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh So when we're talking about profitable versus permissible, just because it's not profitable for you because you don't want to go back to the things that you've grown from doesn't mean that someone who doesn't have that struggle uh Mm -hmm. can partake in it. But for you to sit there on your platform. mm -hmm. Oh, y'all getting preaching, Micah, all day today for the rest (laughs) of the Turn it up. We need an organ. We do. (laughs) For you to sit there on your platform and say that if you listen to secular music, you are not saved. Ah, Mm -mm -mm -mm. You are not God. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe that many of these teachers, these preachers, these leaders have made themselves out to be God. And they are saying things that God uh -huh, mm -hmm. did not say. Yeah. And woe to the preacher who does that. Because there is blood on your hands. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll bring it this way too, right? So this is canceling out relevancy in people's lives, right? So like Paul also said, to the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Gentile, I became a Gentile. Mm -hmm. I became all things to all men that I might win some. So that means that you would actually have to know what a Jew knows. You would actually have to know what a Gentile knows. <laughs> so like for those of us called to be in the world and to evangelize and to help people, we kind of have to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But this is like a preaching to people that go to church five to six times a week. And that's all they do is church. So like sometimes I feel like when they're preaching, they just are not relevant in the world. So they don't know what's happening and why it would be profitable for someone to be in a space and understand the music and be able to thrive in that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You're you're still saved if you listen to secular music. It's just not. <laughs> listen, y'all. So listen, y'all. Don't go out there. I remember there was a time where, like, I first, like, you know, you go through times and seasons of lives where you're, quote, unquote, convicted, right? But a lot of the conviction, ooh, I felt that. A lot of the conviction that you guys feel is not really conviction. Mm -hmm. It's you've been put on a guilt trip. Mm-hmm. You've been put on a guilt trip. So there was a time, I'm about to date myself, uh, <laughs> that I had a whole bunch of CDs. Google it, okay? Google it if you don't know what a CD is. So I had a bunch of CDs. I had like a whole, like, um, so like when, uh, I don't know if y'all, have you heard of like Gorilla Boxes before? No, I haven't. I it's like it. a big like storage box, like hard mm -hmm. duty storage box. We get them in the military when we're like moving from place to place. Okay, I've seen um, them then. I just didn't yeah. know what it was called. So I had a big old gorilla box filled with CDs. Filled with CDs. And then I let a pastor, right, convince me Ooh. that I don't need to listen to secular music anymore. And I threw out <gasps> my entire collection of CDs. Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, Kanye West, The College Dropout. Video in my own words, the dream love hate album, like uh, Alicia Ooh. Diary of Alicia Keys, like you know that era of music, uh, pretty yeah. Britney, like all of the guy, all of the Christian, all of the um secular music that I had, mm -hmm. threw, it in, threw it in the garbage. I had an amazing collection, an eclectic collection. I had Nora Jones. Oh wow! I saw the sun. Don't know why I didn't go. Like, yeah. like I had John Mayer. Sheesh. The land. Like, I had everything. And I threw it out. The only thing I kept was Kurt Franklin and James Fortune and wow. Jay Moss. And <laughs> I regret it. Because that, wow. that collection could have been worth something. Yeah. You know? But this has been happening for years because my dad has a similar story with his albums. Mm. So when he got saved, it was like this extremism was like, oh, no, you need to get rid of these albums. He yep. still has a lot of them. But like there are ones that 
I'm stressed to this day about because like why mm -hmm. why but that's shame and condemnation and when you're Ooh. when fear is put on you that like you have to live this way or you're going to go to hell then yeah. it, I don't think that motives are pure and it's done from a place of like just foreboding that you're going to make a mistake and God's not going to love you anymore so then it's like this shame comes over you and either you hide it you keep it and you hide it or you get rid of it but then you actually end up going through a cycle of that because then you're like well I just want to have fun and be a person too yeah that's not that's a nasty cycle yeah yo I'm, I'm glad and we're about to move on to the next person I got some yeah I'm glad you brought that up because there was a room that I was in on clubhouse the other day and it was talking about um can you be gay and a Christian and I want to facilitate a panel on this conversation at some point of the show I just got to plan it out right but yeah. uh, during that I was in that room for like five hours it was a lot it was a it lot. was a lot um but one of the ladies got on there and she said that she was no longer she was she used to be a lesbian mm -hmm. um and she said that she's no longer a lesbian um and they went back and forth talking about this and she said she doesn't even have those desires anymore she doesn't look at women anymore which okay um mm -hmm. that's what she says right that's mm -hmm. her story that's her truth um mm -hmm. but there's something that she said at the end of the back and forth, you know, the contention between her and another person on the uh, on the panel. She said, well, at the end of the day, what did she say? She said, oh, well, at the end of the day, if you if you continue to stay gay, you're going to hell. So that's that. So then the response was, so the only reason why you're not, quote unquote, engaging mm -hmm. is because mm, you don't want to go to hell. And there's a lot of people, it's not even just the gay issue, right? Mm -hmm. As they say, it's drinking, it's this, it's that, it's that. People are don't have relationship with the father. Yeah. They have relationship with a tyrant. Yeah. And the whoo, and the only reason why they submit to God is because they are afraid of the punishment of not submitting to God. Right. Which actually would fall under a doctrine of devils. Mm. Okay. Because it's like, that's not coming from God. People are always looking for the line of salvation. And it says to daily work out your own soul salvation. Who's, for one. Who's, your own. Your uh, own. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah. Being in that room and the violent behavior of uneducated Christians mm -hmm. that wanted to preach, choose this, ye this day, heaven or hell, connected to an issue not actual someone's um, conversion in their heart. Like, this is something that we just will not know. I actually, Micah doesn't know mm -hmm. if I'm saved for real, and I don't know if he's saved for real. And I say mm -hmm. it like that because only God knows. But they try to use the scripture like, oh, know them by their fruit and all this stuff. Well, like, some of y'all, you're mean, you're nasty. He scammers. Says, <laughs> yeah, scammers. Like, and we're getting that. <laughs> you talk about like, oh, I, I got angry, but that's not a big deal. No, the Bible says to be angry, but sin not. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you're saved, if you're a rageaholic and you yell at your congregation every week. How about that? Because Lizzie, the thing is this, and then we got to move on. To yeah, I know we do. This is good. <laughs> the thing is this, right? A lot of people, ooh, this is going to be a spicy episode. I can already it is. A lot. This is definitely going on YouTube. Um, 
a lot of people when it comes to the gay stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to that gay shit, as they say. <laughs> yes, as they comment. They relate gayness to perversion, mm-hmm. to fornication. Mm-hmm. Not realizing there could be a gay couple who only sleep with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Raising a family, a healthy family, both people are in the house. That happens a lot. It does. A whole lot. I actually want to go look at the differences in gay marriage versus... The percentages yeah. of, like, what is it? Because at this point, I the statistic I read the other day with heterosexual marriages is, like, at 30% of staying together. Mm-hmm. So the do- divorce rate just went higher after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't know what it is when it comes to gay I'm marriage look, at all. I'm going to look that up. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know for sure, but I would almost go on the limb and say that it's a, a higher rate of staying together. Yeah. I mean, because all the gay couples I know, it, even just being in the hair industry, mm-hmm. like they're just very stable people. Yes. They're very stable together. And I think yes. that's the problem here is that in church world, you're taught that there's an archetype of what gay people look like and how they behave. Like they're just speaking with everybody. Right. And then like also because they stay in the church world, they don't have friends within the LGBTQ community. And so they perpetuate this rhetoric. And because it's like, oh, they're so disgusting. They actually don't know what it's like to be in community with people in Mm -hmm. that community. Uh So it's dangerous. All while the pastor got hella Mm -hmm. hoes. We're going to get to that. All right. I got hoes. Like a lot of these pastors, so every time they go to the priest in a new city and another city, <laughs> before they get to that city, they're messaging their hoes, letting them know I'm gonna be there. But yeah. that's another thing. They laid the groundwork on Instagram, y'all. <laughs> and just like the jackass of the week is no respecter of person. Mm-hmm. These pastors, when it comes to their hoes, are no respecters of persons. What do you mean, Micah? Don't worry. I'll tell you. They got men hoes, women hoes, and non-binary hoes. Okay. Let's go to the next segment, okay? The next, not the next segment, but the next person. We're going to roll past this because we we don't have to pack him up for long. Mm -hmm. Bishop Patrick Wooden. Let's play that clip. She needs prayer. Jesus loves her. Jesus died for her. God loves her, but she needs to be born again. And she's wrong. And then of all groups, why jump on the church? See, why wouldn't say that? Now, I, the people who question me, I wonder why didn't they say, why did Beyonce say that? The question don't start with me. No, it don't start with me. I'm responding to what was said. Had it been named World Girl, Club Girl, Track Girl, Party Girls, I would have never known it was me. But when they said Church Girl, because I'm in the church. I'm in the church, and I love the church girls. 
Now, what are you saying about church girls? If you have been complimenting church girls, that would have been fine. But if you're going to call church girls thoughts, that hole over there, Calling church girls whores. I imagine that there are some whores in the church, but there ain't enough of them for all the church girls to be called whores. And we don't need anybody trying to glorify it and sing about it and market it to our girls. So you just heard him for the second week in a row having Beyonce's name in his mouth. Why are you talking about Beyonce again? Now, Tank, you know what? Let's roll that clip. Mm -hmm. He without sin casts the first stone. Ah, Pastor, we, you are throwing a lot of stones. Oh, you are throwing a lot of stones. I hope... I hope your ledger is squeaky clean. Ah, my, my, my. You, you, you talk as if you're not one of us. You are one of us. You are a sinner, just like all of us. Saved by grace, just like all of us. Underneath that robe and, and even standing behind that pulpit. Ah, you reek of sin. You are a sinner saved by grace. Okay, so now you just heard Tank, R&B singer Tank, pack his A up. Because, what? Why then? So, with everything going on in the world right now, Lizzie, mm -hmm. people, people are hurting. People are in pain. People are out here struggling. They can't, don't know how they're going to eat. Not tomorrow, how they're going to eat today. Right? Life is hard right now for so many people. Depression, suicide, mm -hmm. all of these things that's going on. And during the week when these leaders are preparing for their message, and preparing for their sermon, and they're going before the throne and asking God, God, what is it that you would have me teach my people on this Sunday? You mean to tell me that God is saying, talk about Beyonce's music and her lyrics. That God is saying, talk about my people who are called by my name. Talk about how they need to stop going to Red Lobster, and we're going to get to that, and buy you a new Roly. Buy, buy you a new Roly. Mm -hmm. Is God really saying, is that the word of the Lord? Absolutely not. In this yeah. season? They're not even asking God. That's the first thing. Mm. Like, please, if you want to have a rant about your personal opinion, get a podcast like all these other guys out here that, you know, trash sit on their trash character. Trash man, trash character that <laughs> sit on their podcast mic. And if you hate black women, just say that. Right. Like, but I just feel like in his case, he's obsessed. You're obsessed. You're Maybe obsessed he wants to twerk like a church girl, but he can't. <laughs> that or he either wants a woman like that. Yeah. But he oppresses the women in his church, in, in the Kojic, you know, denomination, and having to wear certain things. So why why do you care? You should be preaching to help people get free of fear right now. Yes, you should be talking about hope and love and living yeah. life more abundantly, even in the midst of famine. Because let's not pretend like we're not in a famine. Famine, Hello? disease, pestilence. Yeah. Hell, we living in 
Listen, where the old folks used to say, we're living in the last days. We might not be living in the last days, but we are definitely living in days where there's a lot of messed up stuff going on. Right. And this is what we're talking about. And I'm glad you brought up the church clothes, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're dressing this. They're dressing that. You know, you go to the culture church, the women fully covered and the the mothers and buttoned Mm -hmm. up and that. Listen, all the garments in the world don't cover up a bad heart. That's bars. You can put on the collar and still Mm -hmm. have hell behind that collar. Yeah. You can put on your cassock. Ooh, y'all didn't know I know these words. (laughs) And and, and, and and still be a hellion underneath. Mm-hmm. You could wear all of the garments. You could look the part, but not truly live the part. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who look the part, but y'all not living the part. And you right. sit here and you talking about Beyonce calling her a whore, Babylon's whore, and <laughs> talking about... <laughs> No, she's seducing church girls like what are y'all the thing i want to say about him the last thing i want to say about him is like what are you talking about because there was no scriptural foundation behind any of his statements it was opinion and here's the thing people want to ride or die for their bishop their pastor their apostle whatever but you are listening to a man's rhetoric and he is literally not showing you foundational proof of any kind of seduction like, this is just what he wants y'all to believe. And y'all walk around being like, oh, well, Bishop wouldn't said it, so I have to do it. Bye. You know what? And they're so quick to call somebody a jazzy bell. A yes. Jezebel. I Ugh. say jazzy bell, but it's a Jezebel, right? So they have quick a chokehold. Jezebel. Jezebel is a controlling spirit. Yes. So, a lot of you pastors, teachers, preachers, ministers, reverends, bishops, Mm -hmm. apostles. Y'all are the true Jezebels. What do I mean? What do you mean, Micah? I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you fall underneath the leadership of a pastor and you Mm -hmm. have to ask permission to go to brunch with your friends, if you have to ask permission to date someone, if you have to ask permission to go on vacation, if you have to ask permission to move to a new city, if you have to ask permission to do X, Y, and Z, if you have to ask permission to wipe your behind after you go number two, you are under some, you are not under submission. You are under control. Right. Because submission will allow you to go to someone and be like, hey, this is something that I want to do. This is why. And they will give you wise counsel, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is a good idea, or I don't think this is a good idea because of X, Y, and Z. Now, it is your job to still say, okay, I will take that into consideration and either Mm -hmm. go do it or not do it. But when they forbid you, say, Mm -hmm. if you go on vacation, I'm going to sit you down. If you do this, then you can't come to this church, whatever, whatever, whatever. If you do this, I'm going to take my anointing off of you. First of all, they don't have anointing to give to you. They didn't give it, so they can't take it away. Right. Those are the true Jezebels, and those are the people we have to call out. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But think about it like this, okay? So Jezebel interacted with Ahab. If mm-hmm. you don't know who Ahab is, because a lot of you don't, because you've never studied the scripture for yourself, I encourage you to go look. Your responses could be like Ahab or the prophets of Baal. And so then you would know, hey, because they partner together. There's never a Jezebel without an Ahab spirit because it has to have control over someone. And then uh-huh. like in the sense of this and like preaching in different ways, the prophets of Baal were going out and using their gift in a motivated way to control people. Mm-hmm. So this is relevant in what we're talking about today, but you have to actually study it for yourself to know. Cause some of you are actually under control and walking in Ahab spirit from listening to all this rhetoric. Listen, Y'all church witches don't come for me this week. I was just out the hospital. I'm not trying to go back in. <laughs> all right. So, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I see y'all. I hear y'all. But y'all going to take these licks, okay? <laughs> Who's up next? Jesus. <laughs> we going to California love. In the city. City of scammers, uh, <laughs> we'll be rocking, uh, hey, uh, hey. we'll be preaching. Uh, uh, uh. All right, so I'm not going to use any names in this, I'm not going to use a name in this, okay? Amen. Um, for my own personal reasons, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. So, influencer Jesse Wu, uh, Woo. <laughs> She did a video this week on her YouTube channel that was sent to me. Mm-hmm. People send me stuff all the time. Y'all be sending me stuff like, can you please talk about this? But this one, I didn't want to talk about it at first mm-hmm. for my own personal reasons. But I can't say that I don't run from any conversation and then run from conversation. So there is this gentleman who is called the L.A. Swindler. Swindler. (laughs) And this gentleman, Jesse Wu, was like talking to him on and off for the past two years, right? Starting Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And she said that she was very intrigued by him because he was just charismatic, Mm -hmm. good looking, dressed well. And he seemed to have it all together. Mm -hmm. Multiple businesses, nice cars, Nice. What is it, a Wraith and a Range Rover? <laughs> <laughs> he had these nice, nice things, right? Uh-huh. Um, but according to Jesse, everything that you see isn't what it seems. Mm-hmm. Because in the and you can go and watch this video on YouTube, right? Just type in LA Swindler and you will be like, whoa. <laughs> but basically. He wasn't who he said he was, allegedly. And this is all allegedly right now. Mm-hmm. We've only heard one side of the story, so don't come for me. I speak, mm-hmm. and this specific thing is allegedly. Allegedly. Um, if you want to know more about this as well, go to um, Larry Reed's page, right? Mm-hmm. Larry Reed, and then you can connect the dots. I'm not going to connect them for you, but you can connect the dots. The main thing about this was, and this is a problem that I have with some preachers because they use the platform that they amass in the church. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times they weaponize it so they can have success in the marketplace. Truth. Because the only reason why for some, not all, for some, 
the only reason why they buy your book or take your class or hire you mm-hmm. for X, Y, and Z or support this is because they connect it to this side of you. Yeah, and trusting. Trusting mm-hmm. you because of that. And they trust you because of this side of you. Mm-hmm. So basically, this L.A. Swindler, though, has a company where he does marketing and consulting mm-hmm. and coaching and all of that. And he's being accused of some of the same things that Dana Chanel of Sprinkle of Jesus was accused of. <laughs> Sheesh. Yep, I dropped the name right there with that one. Yeah. Um, so being accused of some of those same things of taking people's money, but not mm-hmm. really bring services. Yeah, because it's just motivational sometimes. Yeah. And not even rendering, because sometimes you render service and they're like, oh, I didn't get the results that I wanted. Mm-hmm. No, these people are saying the service. No service at all. No service at all. So the LA swindler is out here allegedly talking about Jesus. God's going to open these doors. Boo, boo, boo. God told me to tell you. Boo, boo, boo. Yep, he told me to tell you that, and he told me to just pull back, so I'm pulling back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out here. Yeah. <laughs> he's out here fleecing the people, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And he's not the only one. So yeah. I want to use for this conversation, before we move on to the, our last two um, pastors, um, <laughs> I put air quotes for the people who aren't watching, but for this L.A. swindler, I want to use him as an archetype for mm-hmm. all of the charismatic preachers who do this type of thing. Yeah. Who seduce women with their looks, who seduce women or men with their character, mm-hmm. and who seduce people to do business with them. Mm-hmm. But they really have ill intentions. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that this is far too common. <sighs> This is hard Um, because Mm -hmm. it's like, so I've worked on church staff since I was 16. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much, right? Um, And I get the behind the scenes portion of a pastor's life where Mm -hmm. you're only going to take so much salary from the church if you even can. Yes. Let's start there. So a lot of them are driven to the marketplace, not saying that they're not called to it in some direction, but that is like a supplement for them to take care of their family or lead, lead a lifestyle that they feel like they want to lead. Hmm. So when I'm looking at situations like this and the archetype of that, because there's not a lot of accountability in that space, it can become very full of greed and um, like a perversion of their gifting just should bring in money because a lot of times they're dealing with a 24 seven job mm-hmm. that they're not getting compensated air quotes for. Agreed. Yeah. Right. Like for most of the time. And so it becomes an abuse of power. It becomes a, you know, I deserve these things because I lay down my life and I sacrifice my life all the time. And the bad part on the people side is that, you blindly trust someone without having your own relationship with God and your own discernment. So like even the whole thing about like, oh, he's handsome. Like handsome doesn't mean that I should give someone my money. Like, (laughs) hello? Listen. (laughs) That to me is like, 
y'all just need to have some a few more steps to think through. I think there's a responsibility on both ends. Yeah. Um, but definitely because when God calls you to be a pastor or in the fivefold ministry, there is a higher responsibility and stewardship and call that is placed on your life to behave in a certain way. And that means to have good godly character. So who's not checking at the balances of this? Mm. Like who's your leader that's not just even having conversation with you? Mm-hmm. So like sometimes it's the fantasy of it. Mm. People have a fantasy of, I want to get to this lifestyle, or I want to look like that, or I want to be married to the preacher. I want to, and it, it literally drives a lust for fame and attention or titles. So I think that's the case here is like, y'all really running up stuff with this man. Are men like this? Or even like you mentioned, Dana Chanel, like, because they're attractive. Hmm. Attractiveness does not mean anything when it comes to business, people. And as a business person, I mean, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Full disclosure. I looked at the L.A. Swindler mm-hmm. as like, oh, my goodness, I got to attain that. Yeah. Remember that, right? Remember? And I was like, uh, uh. Yeah. And you was like, <laughs> uh, uh. Y'all, and you, Micah always thinks I'm being mean, y'all. <laughs> Y'all need prophetic friends, y'all, because like this would be like, yeah, I'll say that's the one. But like, I was really looking at this person. Mm-hmm. Man, this is like the hardest conversation ever. I know. Um, <laughs> I was looking at this because it hit. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. looking at this person, and I was like, "Yo, I got that's 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 the template. That's the blueprint. I got to get there because I saw the connections and the." Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yeah, I got to eat there. I say that all to say, y'all, stop chasing another person's perceived mm-hmm. platform and perceived status. Mm-hmm. Your journey is your journey, period. Yeah. Your blueprint that God gave for you that he specifically designed, you know, because he, he, he knew that he had the plans for you. Before you were even born, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew what he wanted to do with you. So you can't be looking at this person and say, oh, they're the template. Oh, I want to be like this. Oh, and obviously you gain inspiration, right, mm-hmm. from others. But when you start looking at yourself and you're like, oh, well, this person's only a couple years older than me and look how far they are. And I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yo, don't do that because there might not be there. No. And anything worth building takes time. Yes. So sometimes you guys, I want to give you a tip on noticing swindlers and scammers. They're always going to rush you. It's always going to push you forward really fast or their journey or process is super fast. And I'm not talking about people that like go viral legitimately and then have a business to funnel through. It's like night and day stories. And then the thing about that in particular is like you can network if you get out there and network. Y'all, it's not that hard. So, like, really look at it. Is this a fantasy or is this real? Ask yourself that question before you send $165,000 to somebody. And then ask yourself, when you look at these people and you feel like they know them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you look at these people like, oh, they know such and such. They know this person who was on this show or that person who does this. Do they know that person or do they know of that person? Yeah. Because just because you're in the room doesn't mean that 
people know that you're in the room. I live, I'm from LA. Okay. So like I can walk down certain Melrose in LA and I can see a number of influencers. I can see a number of celebrities. They will stop. They'll take pictures with you. They may even talk to you. I go to events and someone will be in the room and we may chop it up for 15 minutes, but that doesn't mean that I know them. It doesn't mean that. And so some of y'all are just excited that someone took a selfie for clout or that there's a video of them hanging out with people that you think are funny or you admire. That actually means nothing. It's easy. Yeah. All right. Two Ooh, more. We made it through. <laughs> we made it through. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh. For all you've done for me. Okay. <laughs> we got another clip for you to play. And this nigga's crazy. So I say nigga respectfully. Oh, wow. I put an E, a hard You put an ER. <laughs> What's happening? I say nigga. No, but this, this. this. <laughs> I can't believe I just put an ER on it. But no, I respectfully use that term. Um, play, play the clip. See, that's how I know you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it, no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deaconine, it's not with respect it won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. All right, so you just heard Pastor Carl. Ten Thunderbird, okay? Yelling Ooh. at his congregation. Yelling at his congregation. Okay? Now, before we get into this, I do want to say that he went viral, right? He went viral. Mm -hmm. All of the blogs picked him up. So then I'm about to play you his apology. So mm -hmm. I'm play a piece of that apology. Let's roll the tape. I want to take this moment to address the now viral video clip of me from a sermon given August the 7th, 2022. Though there is context behind the content of the clip, no context will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish caused by my words. I've spoken to those I am accountable to and have received their correction and instruction. I have also privately apologized to our church who has extended their love and support to me. I'm privileged to do life with them. The video clip does not reflect my heart or my sentiments toward God's people, yet that's not discernible in the clip. Therefore, I offer this sincere apology to you today. No context could erase the words I used. I apologize to all who have been hurt, angered, or in any way damaged by my words. The zeal of any presentation 
must be tempered with love and respect. And that was not displayed. I apologize to the church at large for any undue scrutiny I have subjected you to. I apologize to every preacher and pastor who must stand up under the controversy that I have caused. To those who know and love me, thank you for your support. To those who now know me, because of this video clip, I regret that your first impression of me is one of anger, hate, and resentment. Okay, so you've heard the initial statement when he, you know, when he called his church bro, busted and disgusted for not buying him <laughs> watches and things and trips and mm -hmm. all of that, right? And then after that, you heard him apologizing. First of all, y'all gotta get better at apologies. They actually like, mean it. <laughs> like you're reading from a paper. <laughs> I am so sorry if I may have hurt anyone with my actions. I understand now that those actions that I made, turn page, were very, very bad, and I did not mean to hurt anyone. That's what these apologies sound like. Not only that, Lizzie, when he was talking, did you see the energy, the different... Uh, 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 if not keeping that same energy was a person, it would be Pastor Funderburg. Exactly. Because all of a sudden the tone goes down, yes. the demeanor is it's like, subtle. I know that you don't want to hear this, but y'all broke, busted, and disgusted. Because for some reason that you think that your red lobster is more important than me. You think that your Gucci is more important than me. They sell Movado at Sam's Club. <laughs> Younger I asked y'all you for a watch last year. Here it is a year later and I still ain't got it. And then when it came time to apologize, it was and it's the fault, it's the fake humility for me. <laughs> False said, humility. Yes. It's like, <laughs> yes, yes. And um because um I never meant to hurt anyone and it was not my intention. Listen, a psalmist said, flowing from my heart. Are the issues of no flowing from my mouth? <laughs> All the issues of my heart. Listen, my Bible talks about out of the abundance of the heart flows from the mouth. Uh -huh. So if it came out, it means that it was in there. Now mm -hmm. you might have it tucked away, but it's in there. Mm -hmm. So you meant it. That's why I tell people all the time, don't let everybody just be, oh, just joking. Oh, I was just joking. No, most of the time when people are, quote unquote, just joking with you, they mean what the hell they say. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on Pastor Thunderbird from his from his rant towards his church to his apology? Mm -hmm. um, it's manipulation. Mm -hmm. And he meant that. <laughs> I've actually lived under something like this before and it comes from um, someone not receiving love in their love language either and also having a false expectation like I don't get it why preachers think because they preach or because they pray for someone there should be this over an abundance of gifts mm -hmm. if you get a gift that's amazing but this would it, it's, it doesn't apply. It's manipulation to say you're not caring for me. You don't love me. We are in the middle of like a huge recession. 
Yes. We're in the middle of people that have been evicted, homeless, living with someone else, like food shortages, like the school supplies, like one parent posted, it was like 1K for the kids' school supplies this year. Like, come on. So you're, you're whining about a watch and you're going to make people feel bad. Like, what if somebody went to Red Lobster and they hadn't been out to eat in six months, but they just wanted to go out with their family? I do believe in honor and I do believe in mm-hmm. um, giving and sewing into the lives of your leaders and those that cover you. But no one should ever be taking time where we're supposed to be honoring God and learning about God to say, you didn't do this for me and y'all are busted and disgusted and broke. And that's why you're broke. What about the context? Because he said it, it was about the context. The context? Yes. What is it? What what context is he talking about? Exactly. I don't understand the context. I'm like, what do you mean? Because I he's trying to say that we took it out of context, but there's no. like I don't care how you break that clip. I don't care what one. Where was the scripture? I think that's the mm-hmm. through line to mm-hmm. from every single pastor that we've talked about today. Yeah. Where is the scripture? Right. Where's the scripture? Y'all need to preach the Bible. Right. It's the book for me. <laughs> like, y'all are preaching thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're preaching opinions. You're preaching biases. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. preaching stuff that's just not in the Bible. Right. I feel like it should start with the foundational scripture. Like in the prophetic, you can be inspired by different things in the world, but this was mm-hmm. not a prophetic unction. Like I, I saw someone comment that like, this was not a, oh, rebuke because they need to honor me. Like Jesus never was like, oh, let me rebuke you. So you honor me. Excuse and I never said, everybody always said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus didn't even have a place to lay his head. It, it, am I wrong? No, never. Okay. So Jesus, I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar listeners. Um, I don't remember in all of the years that I've been reading the scriptures, I don't remember ever reading anything where Jesus was like, uh, y'all need to buy me this. Y'all didn't buy me this fish dinner. Y'all didn't buy me this six piece fish dinner. Y'all didn't buy me these capitalists. Like y'all didn't give me this. Buy me, buy me, buy me, pay me, pay me, pay me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. And then we wonder why. The millennials and the Gen Zs are leaving the church. Because if context was real, like this just came to me. You know, the woman with the jars and the oil mm-hmm. and she fed the prophet with her last. Like that's what honoring a gift in somebody would look like. Right. He didn't make her. He didn't force her. She did but it. She did it and she got a blessing because she just was had the heart to do so. So I get that, like, sometimes people need to be taught about sewing. I do believe that you need to be taught about generosity and how to modern day what that may look like. But this was not that teaching. This was y'all don't love me. You didn't get me what I want. And I've been telling you what I want. That's the manipulation part to me. Like, oh, you didn't hear me say I wanted this watch. I said it last year. So where is it at? That's like to me what an abusive man would say in a relationship. I've been dropping hits. So mm-hmm. where's it at? What are you doing? Then the apology is just, it made me so upset. Cause I'm like, you're going to say that wasn't your heart. 
no. I would have respected him more if he said, I don't feel appreciated by my congregation. And I had a moment where yeah. I let my anger become sin and I yeah. lashed out. Yeah. Not this like, that's an excuse. And then later in the apology, he's like, oh, I'm not going to make excuses. But you did. But you did. Go well, somewhere. You shouldn't be live streaming. Sit down yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So finally, we got one more. <laughs> one uh, more. Woo. Pastor Wooden. Not Wooden. I'm sorry. Bishop Whitehead. Um, I really don't want to talk about this dude. Because to be honest. I'm tired of the church. <laughs> because yeah. Like Junior said, I'm tired of this church. So as you know, Bishop Whitehead is the New York pastor. He be in Balenciaga, Gucci, head to toe, woo -woo -woo, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, that church is a little rinky-dinky church. And he, be dressed, and he be dressed like that. It doesn't make sense to me. It's a tiny but, home. Um, <sighs> and you're a bishop, but your church has like, it's a storefront church with like 30 members. Make it make sense. Anyways. Bishop Whitehead has been accused of a lot. Stealing mm -hmm. people's money. As you know, he's that pastor, the bishop, who was in that church, quote-unquote, robbery mm -hmm. that looked kind of staged, right? Um, he's the same bishop who was on live with um, Larry Reed and another, and he called the woman, he kept calling her fat and nasty. Um, huh? He called her Biggie. He called her Biggie. Um, he called Larry Reed, uh, trigger warning, y'all, uh, faggot. Uh, he actually dropped the faggot word. And I say that word. I don't like to say it, but I say mm -hmm. it because it's supposed to sting when you hear it, right? Yeah. Um, this is a man of God who's, you know, who's, who's, who's saying these things. Um, he also wants to box comedian and radio host and commentator D.L. Hewley. D.L. Hewley has smoked for him, so now he wants to fight him. Mm -hmm. He's done some disparaging things about D.L. Hewley. What's your thoughts on this Joker? Um, This is a great example of how anybody can file for a 5013C <laughs> and scam to be a church. Mm. There's no regulations. Mm. That's what I think about him. I think that his previous convictions and all that, mm -hmm. like, uh, if he tried to have a business in other spaces, he wouldn't be allowed to. So he had a church mm. so that he can continue his scamming. Mm. And it's disgusting. And I think that, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we talked about this. I feel like sometimes I'm embarrassed. Like, oh, my gosh. What are yeah. we doing? Like, <laughs> don't it, like literally, Lizzie. This whole past month, I've been like that Monique clip. Oh my God, is this who we are? Is this what we represent? Like what she said fits. Is this what we do? Is this who we are? Is this what we represent? Mm -hmm. So when people think the church, when people who are unchurched, mm -hmm. when they talk about not going to the church. All right. When people who are unchurched, when they talk about not going to church, they're pointing out these type of situations. Right. It's not because they want to live in sin, because they want to be in a club, because they mm -hmm. want to sex all day, all night, and day. I mean, y'all doing that in church, so shut up. Go on, me from the pulpit, right? Y'all be. Hmm. 
my God. Mighty God. Yeah, I think that it is, it's interesting because I do want to say that I feel like there's a lot of exposure happening so that reformation can happen mm. because church has been happening the same way for a very long time. And even after the pandemic, people just wanted to go back to the way that it was. But yeah. I don't think that it's a good representation of what even the Acts to church model was supposed to look like in the earth. Mm. So anybody's listening and feels discouraged, like, you can use discernment about where you go. I still feel like community and church is um, something that is very giving if you're in the right space. Yes. But why are y'all going to these people? Like, I, I think about the process of like, if I see someone in Balenciaga from head to toe or Gucci head to toe, like, I don't actually maybe want to sit under them. That's just me, though. Okay. I just because it goes into culture to me of like show off, conceited, mm -hmm. like arrogance. You know what pride. I'm saying? Pride, pettiness. Like I have a really huge thing about petty in my own personal world. Like I don't even like to have friends that are too petty because I feel like that's like a I'm petty, disgusting. You're not. Well, yeah, you're petty sometimes, but you're not like overall petty. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever been around a person that is just nonstop? Everything that comes out of their mouth is a petty yes. remark. Yeah. Right. So it's attached to sarcasm. Sarcasm, and the definition of sarcasm is to cut. So I don't like to be around Ooh. those kind of people. Yo, Lizzie over here giving us the Greek stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not trying to. It's just the way I feel about it. So when I, I don't want to sit under a pastor that's like that, because that's not how like God as father talks to me. Even when I've made a mistake, he's loving. He's not cutting me up and saying, you better do this. You better do that. Like, so why do you want to sit under these type of people? What attracts you to that kind of pastor? Well, this has been good. <laughs> I promise you, we love the church too. May his peace we be with let's you. Talk about it. <laughs> Till we meet again. It's the benediction, y'all. Um, no, I do love God. Yeah. I love, I love God. I love Jesus, but I don't love when people abuse God's mm -hmm. people. I don't love when people abuse God's people and God's property. Mm -hmm. um, so we just got to do better, y'all. And these people need to be called out, right? Mm -hmm. These people need to be called out. So, hey, I'm sure the church folks are going to be mad. And I'm going to be specific because I got a lot of church people on my Facebook. So I'm going to be specific to share this content all week on Facebook and get these conversations going. But anyway, speaking of social media, Lizzie, where can the people find you? Y'all give it up for our um, in-house um, biblical prophetic scholar, Lizzie. Whenever, I am not a scholar. <laughs> whenever we have conversations sitting around the church, I always want to have her involved because she'd be bringing it, all right? But Lizzie, um, thank you for coming today and joining us here. You know, I truly appreciate, uh, you know, you're coming on the show and doing it, but let the people know where they can find you so they can stay tapped into with everything that you're doing. And, you know, you can even talk a little bit about the Phenomenal Woman podcast. Okay. Thank you, Micah. Uh, you guys yeah. can follow me personally at um, Lizzie, L-A-Z-Z-Y, No McGuire, P as in Paul, L-A-W-T-O-N. And then I also have a podcast with two phenomenal young ladies and it's called Phenomenal Woman Podcast and it's F-E-M-N-O-M-N. 
E-N-A-L, and then woman. Um, but we discuss a lot of things from uh, Bible-believing Christian woman perspective, but also cultural relevance. And um, free. we're trying to free women from the shackles that everybody tries to put on us. Um, you know, so it's no, it's no Juanita Bynum stuff going on. It's just genuine conversation and truth about where we're at in our journey and what we think about what's happening with women around the world. So that's where you can find us. I love that. Make sure that you check it out. Make sure you listen. Give you a listening is. Um, and then if you want to follow me, your boy, Elko Kirk. Now, if you want to follow me, y'all, follow me. It's Micah B on Instagram. It's Micah B on really Instagram. You um, TikTok. TikTok, yeah, Twitter. Um, and then you can uh, check out Combos for the Culture on YouTube, and you can check out Combos FTC on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find everything. Um, join the email list, all right? So I have the link in the show notes. Join the email list. Why would you want to join the email list? Thank you for asking. I'll tell you. All right, this is why you want to. <laughs> I was in my preacher bag today, y'all. Yes. Um, I want you to join the email list so you can really get um, first news on um, exclusive interviews, first news on when this website drops, first news when merch drops, and then we're going to be start doing events here really soon, Convos for the Culture events, and hopefully next year we'll be also doing a tour. So I said that all to say, I said that all to say, you want to get on this email list so you can get in there. All right? Get in there. So that's all I got. That's all I got for y'all. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you all so much. It's Tuesday. I'm going to be back with an amazing interview with a young lady. She's a phenomenal mind, a brilliant mind. Her name is Nisha Rogers. And then next week, we got something special for you. Uh, I'll leave it at that. You have been listening to Combos for the Culture. I am your host, Michael Butler, and I will see you next week. We are the church girls. We are the church girls. And we deserve to be defended.